Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Feel free to get online. We have a couple lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Bob and I were talking off air during the break, and he was talking about a prank um, that had happened to somebody that he either knew or you heard about, right, Bob? No, it was in the paper. In back, the paper. Back in the 70s. <laughs> and so I fr- it reminded me that when I came back from our trip to Florida, my youngest son was home during the time. And, of course, we walk in the door after getting a ride back from the airport, and we open the door up, and the entire house is decorated for Christmas. Great. <laughs> Twinkly lights running, trees <laughs> on, garland. And uh, we even, you know, we had given him a little budget there so he could have some money while we were gone for food. You know what he did? He saved up extra money and spent that on more Christmas garland. <laughs> He's like, I had ramen noodles and mac and cheese, Dad. I want to make sure we put this garland up. So is it a real tree or a fake tree? Oh, we're a fake tree house. Okay. They didn't actually put the the, uh, the the main Christmas tree up because he just stopped there. But there's tons of other trees that he had put up all over the house, fully lit, garland yeah. everywhere, lit. It's, we are decorated for Christmas right now. That's great. Yeah, I'm not so sure. It's pretty early. Yeah, it's very early. Yeah, you yeah. can put the uh, the uh, pumpkins and, and hang those off of the decorations <laughs> for Halloween. Yeah, he thought and it was some turkeys, you know, for yeah. Thanksgiving. And, you know, as you get a little older, you you don't decorate like you used to, right? You know, he's you know he's the youngest of our of our three boys, and he loves Christmas. And our, our wife, my wife, and I are like, yeah, you know, we'll put some stuff up. We're not gonna, we don't go crazy anymore like we did when the kids were little. He likes Christmas, and so yeah. he's like, I'm going to give these guys a hard time when they come home. My kids are like that, too. Are they? Yeah. Would they do this to you and decorate the whole house for oh, Christmas? Oh, yeah. Well, I, my youngest one comes home and, and wants to put up the tree and do everything, <laughs> and we don't have to lift a finger. That's it's great. awesome. That's awesome. It's, it, gets, it gets more difficult as you get a little older. Yeah. Yeah. We just, yeah. Just not, not, we're not as big into it anymore as we used disciplined. to be. Yeah. Very good. All right. Let's get to your calls, guys. We're going to get right to your calls. Steve in Wallingford's up first. What's going on, Steve? Oh, we lost Steve. He was on, so all right. We'll we'll, we'll talk some technology news as we wait for your calls. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC. We finished talking. Five two two. Steve's like you guys talking about Christmas lights. I don't, I'll just hang up. Uh, what did you want to bring up while we wait for calls? All right. 
Lyft. Yeah, Uber and Lyft. They've been fighting with California, right? Yep. Uh, they need, according to well, Uber and Lyft need to make drivers employees. Appeal appeals court rules. Mm-hmm. California has become ground zero for gig worker status as a result of major lawsuit and nearly two hundred million dollar ballot measure campaign heating up. Ridiculous. So uh, the court ruled, and they gave uh, the court gave them ten days to. Uh, file an appeal, which they have, right. and they've also spent about $200,000 to get a ballot initiative so people in California can have ballot initiatives and they can vote on whether or not the, the, to allow that law. To that, force Uber and Lyft to make you an employee. And it's not just Uber and Lyft. There are no, other smaller gonna, ones as well. It's going to hammer the gig economy like crazy. Right. This, so This is ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, this is being fought basically by the unions because they want to unionize all the drivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'll put a, uh, a copy up. This is a, a long, uh, it's it's a long article, and there's links to other articles, and so you can go back and forth right. and see who the players are. But uh, I mean, this is this is again. I mean, I've brought this example up numerous times when I was a paper boy. You know, if the Hartford Current had to pay me as a gig employee to deliver the paper, they would have had to off uh, offload their printing a long time ago, like they just did. They just uh, All the printing now for the Harvard Current is going to be done up in Massachusetts because they are, can't afford well, to do it here. If they do this for the Lyft and Uber drivers, it's also going to affect if they're still doing uh, delivering newspapers or magazines or any of these things. Anybody who's doing a gig-style job that you choose to, to do. Where you get paid by whatever and you do yeah. it on your own time. Right. You know, the, so. the app, the, the platform. So... What what the current did, and the more I thought about it, was they made a they made us twelve year olds franchise owners. Mm-hmm. So they use franchise law because we actually had to buy the paper, right, and deliver it as our little gig in the morning. You know, six in the morning, we're out there as twelve year olds delivering newspapers. We're a franchisee of the Hartford Current. What Uber and Lyft might end up doing is turning their model into a franchise model to beat this. Yeah, I did which the same thing do. with my brother back up in uh, up in Maine as a kid. Right. But the, again, you weren't part of this gig. This is not the same exact thing. So as a gig, a gig worker, you've chosen to use the platform. California wants to make you an employee, have them pay you benefits, have them pay you all sorts of things. And that's not part of the deal that was offered to you when you decided to be a driver. It's your choice. No one's putting a gun to your head to well, be an Uber driver. We'd put up a link to this GM Cruise article. Yeah. So if they come <laughs> up with these self-driving cars. They won't even need a driver. Uh, Uber and Lyft will buy a fleet of them, and they won't need the drivers. And guess what? They'll all be out of work. Exactly. I I don't think I'd want to sit in a car like that yet, but yes, that's coming too, right? So, I mean, California doing their best they can to... Well, as you raise the cost, I mean, even in the fast food industry, as they're raising the minimum wage, they're implementing robots to make the hamburgers to automate the process. Yeah, we had, we had was it Flippy, the robot we yeah, talked we about? Yeah, we had Flippy. There's other things. And, and so as you raise the cost, yeah. it becomes more cost-effective to automate the process right. and eliminate the employees. More jobs for geeks like us, though. Let's get to your calls. We've got uh, Jeff in South Carolina. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Oh, fine. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Long time no chat. Yeah, I know, man. It's been uh, been a while. I've been thinking about you. I've still been listening to you. Awesome. What can we do for you, sir? Oh, uh, yeah. I got a question. Uh, I had uh, I got HP uh, desktop, yeah. and uh, I had a HP desktop. Of, I've always had HP. Yeah. Anyway, I got rid of one back here in uh, 2000, I guess, uh, 
14, somewhere around there. Yeah. And I always backed everything up. Now uh, I was looking at my hard drive. I'm running low on space. But I see that the old information from the old computers is there. And I'm trying to differentiate between what's new, what's old, so I can open up some more space. I got an external drive that uh, I copied uh, the information to from the old computer and from the new computer. So I'm trying to narrow my, get rid of some of the space that I don't need because they may be like duplicates. Right. Uh, information that I have on there so I can open up some more space. On the old computer, on the old computer, right? On the new, right, right, on the new computer. On the new computer. But there should be tons of space on the new computer. Was it a small drive well, that you I purchased? Mean, I backed up, uh, information and put it on the new computer too. Oh, uh, okay. So, so now I'm, you got I'm a lot. Yeah, I'm seeing the uh, ID for the old computers and and also the new computer. So I'm, I'm trying to get basically I'm just trying to get rid of duplicate information. Yeah, so you're looking for a, an easy way to do that, huh? Yeah. There's probably utilities out there that we could find that would do a file name comparison uh, to see if you've got the data in multiple spots. Any other thought? I mean, you could obviously use windows explorer to do searches for duplicate file names but you need a more a more encompassing tool i'm trying to think of there's one out there that'll do believe it or not um, the owner of this company produced a program way back about 20 years ago that actually did do that for file servers um uh-huh. and uh, it would actually look for duplicate files and clean up because file because storage space back 25 years ago was really expensive um but I can't think of a utility right now that'll do that on computers because storage space is so cheap; it's usually not an issue. Windows has a utility, and it's like an elevated command prompt, but I forget what it is. I know Justin uses it all the time. Mm. Yeah, so we can probably look up a utility, Jeff, that'll help you compare file names. Uh huh. And then you can, once you have that list of where the files are duplicated, once we have that comp- compiled, then you can choose to do what you want to do with the data as far as deleting the duplicate um, because you obviously have it in different folders. I'm just trying to think of an easy utility out there, but it's, again, such a rare thing because storage is so cheap. Did you buy right. a, a laptop with a small hard drive in it, like a small solid-state drive? Is that the problem? No, no, no. I bought. I had a desktop, and I got rid of the desktop and bought another desktop. Oh, okay. So you could, the other thought, Jeff, is to just put a big another hard drive in that desktop. You probably have plenty of space. And mm-hmm. just copy the data to that hard drive, and not, uh, you know, I used to joke about it being a computer neatnik. Don't be too crazy about, you know, cleaning up your files. If you know where your primary files are, if you have some duplicates in other folders, storage uh-huh. space is so cheap. Don't go crazy right. trying to clean it up, uh, because what right. can happen is you end up deleting the wrong file. So you could have the same file name, but you also got to check on the last time you touched it. And actually, right. with your with your copy, you probably won't know because it's going to take the new the new date that you copied the file over, so you may have trouble figuring out which is the more current file, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah, sense. That's true. Now, if you got three users on one desktop, uh, and uh, I can like, clean up some of their mess that's, that's on there. Yeah, you'll have to log in as those users or log in as the administrator of the computer. As an administrator, right. you should see all the data. Okay. So you can clean I up can their messes as the admin. Um, or you can log uh-huh. in as them, or you can ask them to clean it up for you because you may not know what's important and what's not important. Exactly. 
So now, there's a lot going on. The other day I was driving down the street using the uh, GPS, Google GPS, and yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was kind of going pretty fast. Yeah. He's going to stop me, right? Yeah. I said, wait, what's going on? And then he said, you was going kind of fast, but I'm getting ready to get off. If you could tell me why you were going so fast, I might let you go. Yeah. I said, well, my wife had ran off with a policeman about three months ago, and uh, I thought you were bringing her back to me. <laughs> A joke I got for the first time. Nice, Jeff. You got it? I got it. The first time. Ah, okay. I think I had to refine it, you know, because it was the same file joke. So I said, let me refine it a little bit. I love it. I love it. Thanks for calling in, it's Jeff. We appreciate it. Good to be back, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good to, good to hear you, and uh, we'll put we'll try to find a utility that will help with um, duplicate files for you and put it on Computer Talk with Tab. All right, sir? All right, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, keep Have that speed day. down. Be safe. Be safe. Yep. No sweat. You too, sir. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get to your calls, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We are broadcasting live worldwide. 800-966-WTIC is a toll-free number anywhere in the United States, and uh, WTIC will pick up a tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're operating here out of the hermetically sealed Tab Studios. We've been doing it since March. Um, remotely connecting over to, to uh, Farmington, where Matt's been running the show remotely. I haven't seen Matt physically since March. Hope all's good. And uh, we're getting to your calls. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC is the, uh, are the phone numbers to get on the program. Let's go to your calls. And the person on the longest is Bill and Granby. What's going on, Bill? Hi. Hi. I, uh, I've signed on with T-Mobile, and uh, I've got a problem. I had oh. to purchase a hotspot fine. All right. But I also had to uh, get Wi-Fi to my hit tabletop computer, so I had to purchase a uh, net... net uh, a wireless network card? Netgear. A Netgear wireless card? Or wireless access Well, card. I guess it's a wireless card. It's... Uh, some doohickey that sticks up in the back of the uh, computer and connects right. on to the uh, USB. The and it gets to the hotspot. And yeah, and I can't connect the two. You can't? No, something is uh, holding it back, and I just can't get through. All right, so... I'm on the desktop now. If you can... You're on the desktop now, and if you click in the lower right... Are you running Windows 10, Bill? No, I'm on 7. Oh, boy. Makes it harder for us, Bill. Um, so, what was uh, this this dongle that you plugged in? It's a USB dongle. That, uh, I can barely hear you. The USB dongle. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Have is it a USB dongle that you plugged into the back of your computer? Yes. I looked in the front of the computer. All right, it's well, a Netgear, right? Right. So that should have come with some software that wanted to install when you plugged it in. Yeah, well, I've, I've got that in the computer. Okay. If you click on that, it should locate your wireless um your your wireless uh, SSIDs. You, you can click on one and then you have to enter the passphrase. Right. To get, to get in. Enter the what? The passphrase. The so your T-Mobile your T-Mobile hotspot had a password, right? Yes, it did. So you're going to have to enter that. So click on the actual software that came with your Netgear wireless dongle that's plugged into your uh PC there. Yeah, well, I've got the Netgear Genie in front of me. 
the Netgear Genie. Okay, so click on that Genie, and uh, it should see the T-Mobile hotspot that you purchased. Is it turned on, Bill? Uh, yeah, well, it's on. All right. Please so, wait. Please wait. Yeah, that's the our life is <laughs> please wait. <laughs> Yeah, I had a nickel for every time the computer said, please wait. Yeah, your time is important to us. Please yeah. wait. Please wait. <laughs> I'll give you a nickel. You take this off. <laughs> Do they even make nickels anymore? I heard there's a big chain shortage. Yeah, during, there is. Yeah. They want to eliminate pennies. <laughs> nickels and dimes. So you're, are we still waiting, Bill? Is it, is it coming up? Yeah, I've got a choice, I guess. Uh, yeah. Do you see your T-Mobile SSID, the broad, whatever that hotspot's uh, wireless broadcast name is? Do you see? Oh, I don't. Nothing you don't see it. D- determines that. So I got a you... frontier nonsense here, but oh, good, good, good. All right, so you. Oh us... no, I don't want frontier. I don't want. No, 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 no. I know, Bill. I know, but you've proven that your dongle is working. It sees frontier. It sees somebody frontier. So somebody else's network nearby you. It can uh-huh. see. So that's good news. You've proven the dongle is working in Wake, but your T-Mobile is not. Uh-huh. So what so, do I do now? Well, you have to make sure that hotspot is active. Did you pay the bill? Well, no, it's not active. It's uh, off to the side. So I've got to activate that. you got to turn it on, sir. Yep. You can't connect wirelessly without a wireless provider. In this case, you have a T-Mobile hotspot. So turn it on. Make sure you're paying for the service. And then what will happen is when you just did what you just did with the Genie, if your T-Mobile hotspot is active, it will say, hey, I'm here. I'm here to connect to it. And, of course, on the back of that um, device, there probably has a passphrase for you or a password yeah. that you would use. That's what you would type into the Genie once it sees the um, T-Mobile hotspot active. Does that make sense? Well, it makes sense, but uh, I'm too stupid to know it. Well, step one, <laughs> you're doing fine. Step one is to make sure that hotspot is active, and it clearly is not because you're only seeing the Frontier wireless. I haven't got it connected, nor... It's not turned on. You haven't paid for the service. Uh, all sorts of things could be causing the problem. You may have to call T-Mobile, Bill. Well... Or go to your the store you purchased well, it. T-Mobile hasn't been that good with their instruction. Right. Customer service. Is there a T-Mobile store nearby you? What's that? Is there a T-Mobile store near nearby where you live? Yes, there is. So you could take that hotspot today, right? Walk over to their store and say, "Hey, how do I get this thing turned on?" Well, and I've got the welcome now. It's uh, it's, it's going to go on in a minute. Second. Oh, all right. We're getting close. I hate to take up your time like this. No, that's what we're here for, uh, and I'm working for the nickel. We're going to put you on hold because we're coming up against a uh, a hard break here, it looks like, uh, at the bottom of the hour for news. So as it comes up, we're going to put you on hold. Is that okay? Yes, certainly. Please All right. do that. Um, but we'll see, let's see if it comes up yet because we're not quite there yet. I don't have the outro music yet. Matt is screaming at me saying, it's not quite ready yet. So how are you doing, Bill? Is it coming up? Yeah, it's uh, coming up. All right. Please wait. <laughs> oh, got that. <laughs> I've got the uh, Wi-Fi name. Oh, you do? You see yeah. it on your Genie? Oh, no, on the hotspot. Oh, on the hotspot. All right, so we're going to put you on hold because there's the outro music. You can't hear it, but we can. 
And um, I'll put you on hold, and we'll get back to you after this uh, quick break and try to see how you're doing. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We still have a couple lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And, of course, everything we talked about today is live. Like, we put up the... uh, the uh, information there for Jeff in South Carolina, the best tools to find and remove duplicate files. That's according to uh, windowsreport.com. So we'll put that out there for him. And anything else that we've talked about today is over there live. Thanks to Mike G. It's over at computertalkwithtab.com, uh, which is the name of the show.com, which also works. And we're sharing it on Facebook. If Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it might show up in your news feed. Right? So uh, let's keep an eye on that. If you want to follow Tab Computer System, just like us, and it will get into your news feed. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're back from our three-week hiatus. Um, and uh, we appreciate your patience with us, and uh, we're happy to be back, happy to be with you guys. Um, again, I was uh, away in Florida, and Bob is doing some stuff around the house. Nice to work remotely from anywhere you want to work. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to be able to sit in any sit you know at any kitchen table and do your work. <laughs> I don't have one of those mowers that I can do it remotely. Do it remotely. They, they do exist. make them. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> and the vacuum cleaners. Too. Oh, that, that, that's a beautiful thing. So uh, we're here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. Let's get back with Bill, who is in Granby, who is seeing if his T-Mobile connection is coming up. You there, Bill? Yes. So are you connected, sir? Yeah, I guess I am connected now. The uh, the um, hotspot name came up. Look at that, and you connected to it, and you put in the passphrase, and now you're googling to your heart's content. But I know I'm not because oh. it, it's not acceptable to the uh, computer. Well, if you're There's back at the genie, sky, what is it? Uh, fire sky or something there that stops it? Fire sky, firewall. Oh, what the heck is the name of it? Uh, so when you click on the genie, Bill, that you were talking about earlier, where you yeah. saw the frontier, do you now see the T-Mobile network? Yeah, I find no, I don't find well. What yes, comes up is a Wi-Fi symbol or icon, and it gives the name of the uh, hotspot. And you, so so you are con- that's connected. Tremendous. However, the computer, I don't think, will accept this because I have, I've been fooling around here with it, and uh, there's a, uh, what is a high, f- uh, something that stops uh, programs from fooling around with the computer or getting into the computer. Well, are you going to go to a browser? I assume you're going to go to a browser next and go like to, you know, the internet. Do you use Chrome, the Beach Ball? Do you use the Fox that's cuddling around the the globe, or do you use the Firefox? You use Firefox. Yeah. So, dub- yeah. <laughs> so, so double click on Firefox. Fox Fire was a great movie. Right? Wasn't that that movie with that crazy <laughs> plane with uh, Jan Michael Vincent? No, it was uh, with. Uh, I digress. I can't remember. I have to exile. Remember that movie? Yeah, I do. We're having trouble finding that site. So okay, so double, so you're double clicking on Firefox, and now what site are you trying to go to? Well, what I wanted to get to is uh, uh, computer uh, control. Computer control. That's a website. Computer panel control. Oh, panel. control panel. No, we don't need to go there, sir. Well, we do because uh, I, I it, uh, that's where I'm stopped. 
Ah, you think you're stopped there. We want to really find out where you're stopped. That's why I'm telling you to go ahead and click on Firefox and bring up that browser. So bring up bring up Firefox and then now Google. It doesn't come up. It says we're having trouble finding that site. Having trouble finding that site. So go ahead to the search bar within Firefox and put in a different site. Type in Google. I can't type in anything. You got to click in the search bar. How old is this computer, Bill? Oh, it's uh, about five, six years old. Mm. But seven still works for me. Mm. It used to, anyway. Yeah. Until uh, <coughs> until uh, Frontier screwed around with me for five months. Oh boy. That was one of the ninety-seven thousand. I quit him. Gotcha. And so I'm trying to get back into to the internet. And uh, right. So you're on T-Mobile's network. You're pretty sure, right? And now you're going to the browser to try to go ahead and surf. This is all we're trying to do is to surf. We're assuming you're connected to that T-Mobile hotspot, Bill. Well, I'm assuming that too because that's what the genie showed. Good. It showed that it was there, or that you were connected. It shows that you had the connected icon. Lovely. Okay. Good. So you should be able to get into Firefox and type in you know, www.google.com. I can't get into Firefox. All right. Do you have another browser? Do you have the Beach Ball? Do you have Chrome? Yeah, I got uh, the Beach Ball. Click on the Beach Ball. Nothing comes up. You got something wrong with your machine there, kid. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So beyond getting on the network, you now know how to get on. But there's something wrong with Windows 7. Now, it's been a while since you turned it on, it sounds like, right? Yeah. So Windows 7 is probably kind of waking up and trying to do some things and update in the background. And it's just, I would give it a little bit of time because it's its probably just powering up is part of your problem. If it hasn't been on for a long time, it could be trying to download things and who knows what it's doing. So give it a second to kind of exist on the network. Um, but you should be able to click on either of those programs, and it should come up. If your computer cannot display a browser, there's something wrong with your computer. Yeah, well. And it is Windows 7, so I would love for you to get rid of it. Yeah, well, uh, I, I used it so, li so, so little that uh, it wouldn't pay for me to get a 10. Wouldn't pay for you to get it repaired, no. No, no, get a 10. Oh, to get a 10. Oh, well, that's, that's yeah, if you don't use the Internet, then why don't you just go ahead and give back the T-Mobile hotspot, turn the thing off, and you know, go outside and enjoy the foliage. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not using it. I'd rather give you nickels. <laughs> there you go. We work on nickels. Um, yeah, I'm just saying don't go too crazy and spend any kind of real money on repairing this thing. There's something wrong with it. It's gonna, It's not responding very quickly, and because it's not powerful enough to even do its thing as it comes up here, that's why we're all waiting, you know. Please wait. <laughs> it's going to be waiting. Well, for I don't want to take up any more of your time. But you're connected at least, Bill. So keep it running. See if you can get one of the beach balls to run, get Google to run. Maybe it'll just take a little bit of time, all right, sir? All right. Hey, thank you very much for your help so far. Oh, our pleasure. I wish we could do more for you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go on to Jim in Berlin next. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. What's going on? Um... I have a, a couple of laptops that I'm going to be donating, and somebody suggested that I get a program to wipe them. I guess mm -hmm. it fills it in with senseless data, and I you probably answered this question a hundred times, but is there a downloadable free program to do that with? I'm leery of going online and downloading anything these days. Yeah, well, it's, you're, it's good for you to be leery. Um, but what, what they're talking about is called a digital shredder. 
Yeah. So you'll actually write zeros and ones over the um, hard drive randomly. Believe it or not, though, the FBI does have the ability, because nothing is random with a computer, to try to unshred um, hard drives if they if they were looking for that. Not that I'm telling you, not that you're doing anything nefarious. I just think it's an interesting tidbit. Well, this is Hunter Biden's other laptop. I don't know if, that's, <laughs> if I didn't tell you that. It's his other laptop. That's good. Yeah, well, there's three of them. He did, they didn't know about the third one. <laughs> So we can we have some um, tools that we can post here from PC Mag that you can try. But you're right to be leery. But PC Mag is a trustworthy source that'll have some tools that you can go ahead and download and uh, and wipe that hard drive with. And then is there a you'll particular name uh, PC Mag or the actual tools that they're going to list. No, the actual PC Mag is the website, but the actual tools that they're going to list. Let's take a quick well, there's look. Windows. Yeah, you there's can use one. Windows itself will do it for you. And then there's uh, Disk Wipe Utility. There's par- parted, parted Magic. I thought it was Partition Magic. But parted. Okay. And uh, there's more. Yeah, there's a ton. Okay. But that's $11 for Parted Magic. Um, okay. So not, they're not always going to be free necessarily. But there's a bunch of options here for you to try. There's e- okay. Eesus makes a utility that works. And uh, there's others. Yeah. Are there Some any of them are free. completely free? Eases probably has it free, but now that's a Chinese company. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I'll pass. <laughs> I know. you got to check these days, right? The Internet is, is uh, fraught with all sorts of stuff. You're not even sure. I mean, is it is it copying it back to China before it wipes it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, there's nothing on there to speak of. It's just all personal stuff but and, you know, a little bit of business stuff. But I don't want, you know, who yeah. knows? Well, the other thought, the other, how old are these computers? Uh, they're old. They're probably between eight and ten years old. All right, and running, who are you? Who are Windows you? Seven and XP. What type of business or, or, or organization were you going to donate them to? Uh, like a, uh, um, yeah, Salvation Army. I would highly doubt they don't want them. Uh, they, they, okay. they they're not going to have any interest in such an old system. It's not worth any of the energy to to use it because it's so old. So I can't tell you how many nonprofits get these types of donations, and it's like, no, please, I don't, I don't, I don't want them. <laughs> okay. So I would contend that if it was like five years old, maybe they'd have some need for them, but a decade-old system is no, no value. I would take the hard drives out after you wipe them, drill them, and then yep. um, your most likely your town has an electronics collection program where they can be responsibly recycled. I just left there. <laughs> <laughs> I just left there. I was throwing some metal out, but not yep. the computers. All I right, bet you well, they have the collection. Yeah, they do. They do take electronics. Yep. All right, fellas. I appreciate it. You provide a great service, and I, I, I love to listen. Thank you. Long time oh, Our pleasure. All right, thanks for listening. Right. Have All a right. great day. Thanks. You too, Jim. Bye. Yeah, anything that's too old, sometimes you donate it to these, these great nonprofits, and they're like, oh, gee. I gotta, it's a, you're donating literally a boat anchor in most cases. Um, anything in that 10-year-old range is not worth it. Do you want to say something? Kill Disc is the one we use. Kill Disc. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we use here at Tab. So we put a link there for you to take a look at that. Um, I think we have to step out for a quick break, if I'm not mistaken, right, Matt? I never know near the end of the show without looking at Matt. So we'll take a quick break, get back to your calls, and we'll get to Stephen Wallingford and a couple lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Leslie will be in with Healthy Rounds. We'll give you a second opinion on your health advice here at WTIC. And, of course, you've got Garden Talk coming back. They're back here as well at noon. So uh, 
Stick around over here at WTIC for some information. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Steve in Wallingford next. What's going on, Steve? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. guys, uh, Eric, Bob, thank you for your time every week. Our pleasure. Uh, two questions for you. One is uh, I've got some people that own businesses, and they have guest Wi-Fi. Yep. But, but they're hesitant to hand out the password for it because they're not sure if their internal uh, network would be separated from the guest Wi-Fi. Right. Is it or is it not? Depends on who set it up. Ah. <laughs> okay. That's always the case, right? Um, when it comes yeah. to IT, there are people who literally were selling sneakers or cell phones before they got into the IT world. And so those guys are going to make the mistakes, and eventually they'll figure it out, but they're going to make some mistakes, and it might be may, might be detrimental. So the key, there's an easy way to figure it out, right? So you could connect to the guest Wi-Fi and do a network search and see what you can see, right? Um, I do it all the time when I'm in waiting rooms and what have you just to see what I can see, <laughs> um, especially when I'm picking up a new account. Um, I want to just see how secure they might be um, in a meeting. Uh, I'll take a look and just to see what I can see. So... You know, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, if you're an IT professional, you'd be able to, um, and you're working for the customer, you would log into their network and you would see if they have separately configured a separate VLAN, it's called, where there is no access other than port 80 to the Internet um, for guest access. Well, the other thing, they would want a managed switch versus just a, a dumb switch. Right. And there's a difference in cost. So a lot of companies think that I can buy a hundred dollar switch and it'll do the same right. job as a thousand dollar switch but right. that's not the answer so that's what he's right. talking about vlan and the switch has to be capable of separating that traffic so the the ssid that's the guest ssid has to be associated with the other vlan that is separated from the business network so and that's they, not done through the router uh, you can do it through the router in, in some cases as well but depending on how large the organization is the switching is also involved but yes, it can be done through the router. It can be done through the access point, depending on how intelligent it is. There's Got a lot it. of variables. So that there's a lot of variables in where you have to configure all that security um, in order to be sure. And then, of course, you default the device. You're back to where you started. So, uh, <laughs> so I can perform a simple test for them to determine whether it is or is not, and then it, it is possible to do it. Exactly. So if you log into their guest network and you do go to your Explorer and you, and you go ahead and look to see what you see on the network, what resources yep. Yep. are there, um, mm -hmm. if, you, if you see things like servers and printers and other computers on that network, then it was poorly secured. If you really can't see that, um, just as a novice, you can also, there's tools out there, Wireshark, right? So if you're sitting there within, in, in, a, in an airport, right, this is why people tell you to use a VPN. You're in a public network. You're all in the same network, the airport network. And right. the person right next to you could have a tool on their computer that's literally designed to sniff out your system, right? And right. If, you're, if you're not doing your work through a VPN, they have access possibly to see your system. It doesn't mean they have access to it yet, but first step is to see it. They can see what you're looking at. Right. Okay. So, I, so, second question for you. Yeah. Yep. I'm running, I'm running dual monitors. Mm -hmm. Monitor one is my primary, obviously. I've got the little arrow for my cursor. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I move over to the second monitor, I don't know what I'm going to get. Sometimes I get a circle. Sometimes I get a bracket. Sometimes I occasionally I'll get the arrow back. Are you serious? Like, no, I'm serious. And I, I don't, I mean, 
I could literally have a circle on the right monitor, go to the left monitor, I'll have my arrow, then move back over to the right monitor, and it'll be a bracket. Well, yeah, you, you have... <laughs> You have a corrupt cursor. I've never heard of a corrupt cursor. <laughs> I've never seen one, well, but they, it exists. Being um, Halloween, I thought maybe I had gremlins. Right, of course. But you didn't, you didn't get feed them or get them wet, did you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, no. <laughs> uh, I, I needed to cool down the keyboard, so I did put some water on it. But other than that, I, um, no, and it, it, it'll, it'll stay with whatever cursor is up there, whatever style. It'll stay there for a couple of weeks, and then it'll change to something else by itself. Yeah, so there is a, there, you can actually correct a corrupt cursor. We can find out. There's some links here just to how to do it. I've never experienced it myself, but clearly that's what you're seeing. So we can put some, some links and some, some articles as to how to correct a corrupt cursor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's really crazy. Um there's a lot of resolutions. Uh, you, you're going to have to spend some time trying it, but or you don't even if you don't care. Um, there's always there's always that, but it shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. This is really weird. Yeah, well, the bracket one isn't too bad, but the circle I've got to actually put the circle around whatever it is I want to highlight, and it's much easier just to have the arrow there. And, yeah, to be more specific. Anal, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's okay. We'll we'll try to find some answers for you for, that you can try. What operating system are you running? Ten. All right, good. At least your current, at least your court, sort of current. Um, Bob's already found some uh, some answers that similar ones that I've looked at. So he's going to post it over at Computer Talk with Tab. Mike G will post it, and we'll get some answers for you there. All right. Terrific. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good rest of the weekend. Oh, you're welcome. You too, Steve. Right, Let's see if we can help Jeremy really quick in uh, Thomaston. Hey, Jeremy. We may run out of time, Jeremy, but we want to try to help you if we can. Uh, How are Jeremy, you guys? Good, good. Really quick. What good. do you got? We got about a minute. No problem. Uh, my, my father has a Windows 10 computer. Um, he had a virus where the mouse was moving around by itself, so I went in, did a fresh reinstall from their, uh, you know, their protected part of the hard drive. Yep. But I know sometimes viruses can get into that part of the hard drive, even yep. though it's protected by Windows. Is there any yep. other avenue I can go to? try to wipe the virus out besides buying like a separate Windows disk. Well, you've already loaded the new version, right? So you're not having, are you seeing any more symptoms? Did you run any more scans? Yeah, it's coming, it's, you said it's coming back again, but I did it from the computer hard drive, their restore of, and I wiped out all the files and did a fresh install from them from their like part of the hard drive. Yep. Have you done a scan though? Did you even do a scan prior to see if I, you actually yep. had a virus? It did find some stuff and then it got rid of it, but then the problem still kept persisting. All right. Well, it could also be a problem with your mouse. <laughs> okay. We, just had, we, we had All a discussion. Right. No, of a that. Yeah. But also, I have a suggestion for the other gentleman before me with the mouse cursor. Yeah. Um, I, I used to have problems moving through monitors, but I used the, the function where you hit control, and then the cursor has the little circles that show you where the cursor is. Yeah. I usually sometimes when I had that issue, I hit control, and it would reset the cursor picture to the normal pointer. Hey, good point. Good point. Good so point. It's, just a, it's a little jerry-rigged way to do it. It's not the solution, but it did fix it for me when I had those issues. Yeah, cool. In your case, right. I would I would run scans. If you come back clean with like malware bytes, I would actually think maybe his whole problem could be a funky mouse. Believe it or not, it does occur. Now, is this a driver, do you think, or the actual hardware part of the mouse pad? Not working? Swap it out. Swap out the mouse. Just put a different one on there and see if it makes a difference. All right, man. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Jerry. Talk to you soon. Bye. 
All right. I want to thank all you guys for uh, joining us on the show, and we're happy to be back. I want to thank Matt for producing, Mike G for posting everything live. We will have it available to you. The, of course, the podcast will get out as well. And uh, I think uh, Joey's going to be mad at me because I didn't take any notes on that. I completely forgot. But it is what it is. We'll get the podcast out there for you, and it'll be available over at radio.com. And, uh, again, thank you guys so much. We missed you. It's good to be back. And uh, I guess we'll do our line here. See you next week. All right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.